Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hello, hello, good morning. I want to start today's service by telling you a little story of something that's happened to me recently. And so I don't know about you guys, any families out there, any parents, or maybe you live with people. I don't know if you have arguments or disagreements in your house at the worst possible times. Maybe when you're on your way to church or dropping your kids at school or you're just out the door or someone's just called round. We always seem to have arguments or disagreements at the worst time. So I'm going to tell you a little something. This is real talk that happened to me. I have been seeing all throughout summer pictures on social media and Instagram of people who are traveling around the UK. So we've been less likely maybe to go on a plane and get some heat, but we've discovered beauty within the UK. And so Josh and I, we had a week booked of annual leave. And I said to Josh, let's go away. Let's just take the week and let's do a little road trip off the UK. I think I had a bit of FOMO looking at some of my friends' social media. And so we said, okay, let's go to Edinburgh. So we went to Edinburgh and we decided to stop off at a few cities on our way. And I want to tell you right now about our morning in Durham. So we had arrived late the night before, we'd stayed over in a hotel and then we'd got up and we had just enough time probably to get brunch and then head off to our next destination. And so we drove into the city centre in Durham, we parked up the car in a car park and Caleb, our two-year-old, he's still in between like, does he want to walk, does he want his pushchair? But that morning he said, no, don't want my pushchair. So we left the pushchair in the car, we got in the lift, the lift moved, pressed the buttons, all of that. We got out of the lift, I walked off with Caleb, Josh followed me, and then people got back in the lift and the lift went off. And Josh then turned to me and he said, Katie, this is the wrong level. This is the wrong level we've got out at. And no biggie, but he was a bit, I was like, why did you follow me then? But anyway, there we go, we've, we've resolved that now. But we got out of this lift and um, couldn't get back in it. So we walked around the car park for a little bit before we found our way out to daylight. And so we got out and we walked approximately, probably 50 meters, I don't know. But our two-year-old, he had a proper two-year-old tantrum, like a meltdown, that we didn't have the pushchair that he said he didn't want. And so I'm really selling this road trip, aren't I? It was actually amazing. We saw incredible places. We saw beautiful castles and beaches, and we had a lot of fun. But there was just this one morning where things went a little bit pear-shaped for us. And so um, Caleb was having a tantrum. Josh was still a bit annoyed at me that I'd go out the lift at the wrong level. Arguments always start such silly things, don't they? But I'd go out this lift at the wrong level, so it was all a bit tense, and I just said, I just need five minutes to myself. Do you ever have that? Just want five minutes, like, just to myself. All the parents are like, amen. But probably everyone has had that. And so I left Josh, poor Josh. I left him with Caleb to sort out Caleb-ness, and... Um, and so I went off to get a cup of tea. I was like, this is a proper British holiday, isn't it? I didn't walk on the beach to get a pina colada and go sip it. No, I went to get a British cuppa. And so I was walking along, and I'm one of those people, when I, um, my face, I've really tried to work on this, but my face gives away everything. And so if you share an idea with me, before I even say a word, you will know if I think it's a great idea or a not very good idea. And I was walking through Durham with quite some purpose to get my cup of tea. All good, got a cup of tea. I actually got a bubble tea, so that was an improvement, it was great. Josh came and found me, came and got me with probably about five, ten minutes later, and he said, Katie, I just bumped into our friend Esther, her sister and brother-in-law, and awkward thing, you walked straight past them. 
and we both stood there and we were both so embarrassed. We were like, oh no. So he had had like a lovely little chat with them. I'd obviously not noticed them. And we were both so embarrassed in Durham. We were 222 miles precisely away from home. This is the only disagreement we'd had all week and we get found out in the middle of Durham. And so my point is this. <laughs> well, let's actually, let's fast forward first to the Friday because our friend Sarah, she popped around and she said, oh, how was Durham? And she started chuckling to herself. And I'm like, oh, what's funny? And it turns out that Esther obviously spoke to her sister and she said, oh, I bumped into your friends, Josh and Katie, but a bit weird, they went together. And then Esther works closely with Sarah and she said, oh, um, my sister bumped into Josh and Katie. And so I just want, my point is this, community is we are all connected. We are more connected than we know, whether we um, like it or at days like that, we don't like it. We are all connected more than we know. And so today, as I get to continue our series on This Is Us, I have the privilege of speaking on how we as C3 wanna be a community-focused church. And so I put out on my social media, this I've talked about social media a couple of times, maybe I need to be a bit less on social media, but this was helpful. I put on my social media, what does community look like to you? And I got so many good responses. People said things like advocating for, encouraging, where we look after the poor, the lonely, the outsider, where we have each other's backs, where we are accepted even when we have different beliefs, a place to belong and be yourself, a context in which to find your calling, your purpose, your giftings, being a part of something bigger than yourself, unconditional love, an extension of family, helping each other, creating connection, multi-generational, a common understanding, hospitality, I could go on, there's so many, availability, integration, standing shoulder to shoulder, or as Pastor Steve always says, people really matter. People really matter. And today, whether you live alone, whether you live with loads of people, whether you are more introverted or more extroverted, I want to tell you that we will only reach our fullest potential when we are in community. We need one another. In fact, when our world was created, the only thing that God said wasn't good about our world was for man or woman to be alone. We are designed for each other. We are created for community. And so I want us to read today Luke 15, the story of the lost sheep. And as we unpack this, I want us to think, how can we be community focused in all areas of our life? Let's read Luke 15. Many dishonest tax collectors and other notorious sinners often gathered around to listen to Jesus. And this raised concerns with Jewish religious leaders and experts of the law. Indignant, they grumbled and they complained, saying, look at how this man associates with these notorious sinners and he welcomes them to come to him. In response, Jesus gave them this illustration. There was once a shepherd with a hundred lambs, but one of his lambs had wandered away and was lost. And so the shepherd left the 99 lambs out in the open field and he searched the wilderness for that one lost lamb. He didn't stop until he finally found it. And when he did, he raised it up. He placed it on his shoulders and he carried it back with cheerful delight. Returning home, he called his friends and he said, come, let's get together. Let's have a party. Celebrate with me the return of my lost lamb for it wandered away, but I found it and I've brought it home. Jesus continued, in the same way, there will be a glorious celebration in heaven over the rescue of one lost sinner that repents and comes home more than all the righteous people that never strayed away. I believe this morning it is time to pursue the one once again. In the UK this week, you would have heard, I'm sure everyone knows, we've got a new restriction in place, the rule of six, where we can gather with our six people and and 
our bubbles maybe. And I want to kind of propose to you guys that in 2020, gathering with our bubbles and our people we know and our sixes and all of that, it has almost been easier to forget about the one who maybe has wandered away, who maybe is lost, who maybe, in fact, definitely we are less complete in our 99 without them. So I want to challenge us in the few moments I've got left that it is time to pursue the one once again. Even when we're feeling like maybe weary or maybe heartbroken or maybe like we can't, it is a mandate on our lives. We get to be a part of something bigger than just us. 1 Corinthians in the message translation puts it like this. You can easily enough see how this kind of thing works by looking no further than your own body. Your body, it has many parts and limbs, but no matter how many you can name, you are still one body. And it's exactly the same with Christ by means of his one spirit. We all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives that we used to independently call our own shots. And then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. Each of us now part of his resurrection body, refreshed and sustained, one fountain, his spirit, where we all come to drink. The old labels we used to identify ourselves like Jew or Greek, slave or free, they are no longer useful for we need something larger and more comprehensive. I want you to think about how this makes you all the more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge, but it is different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. And all this talk of the body got me thinking. I actually stumbled across something online, some facts about um, finger injuries. A bit random, I know. Finger injuries when they get um, actually detached from the body. And I am by no means a surgeon or a body expert. In fact, you would be, I'd be the last person to call if ever you're in a surgical ward because I'd probably pass out. But I thought this was really interesting that when a finger gets detached from the body, you have six hours until it's actually... It's, after six hours, it's pretty much impossible to reconnect that finger because nerves die and, and tissue dies and all that kind of thing. So you've got this kind of precious six hours if that ever happens. And it got me thinking a little bit. I was like, why is that? And it's because disconnected parts die. That finger, once it's part from the body, it's, it's no good by itself, but it's also no good for the body after that six hours. And then as I was reading that, I thought, wow, this week it's been six months in the UK since we first went into lockdown. I know we're not in full lockdown now, praise the Lord. We are able to go to school and, and work and church. And, and I know that, but I thought, wow, it's been six weeks. And I wonder if that's a word for anyone today. That six, that's almost like, I am not going to be like that finger. I'm not going to allow myself to get disconnected. I'm going to run into community. I'm going to make a decision to live for something that is greater than oneself. When it has been easy to live for myself, no, I'm going to choose. I will not be that disconnected part. And so today, we can't lose disconnected parts. I want to challenge us that we need to pursue that one once again. How can we do that? in 2020. How? Maybe with restrictions and all of that. How can we do it? I'm going to propose three ways I believe we can do it. Firstly, remember we are called. If you're watching this right now and you're a follower of Jesus, you have got a mandate on your life to live a life for greater than just yourself. And if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, well hopefully as we unpack this and at the end of today's message you'll decide that you want to be. But we are designed to be outward looking people. We are designed to bring those that bring the lonely into our family. And maybe over this time, I know for many people, you're kind of reassessing what your passions are, what your calls are, what your gift is and what you want to do. Maybe you've had more time at home with your kids or you've been on furlough for a long time or maybe you've even lost your job in this season. 
and you're thinking, what is it? What's, what's my place? I want to tell you, we absolutely have a call over us as individuals, but I believe we have collective calls that each of us together must do and must play our part in. Some of them, Proverbs, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Isaiah, learn to do what is right, seek justice. Break chains of injustice. Get rid of exploitation in the workplace. Free the obsessed, <laughs> oppressed. Be available to your own families. Micah, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Mark, Jesus said, go into the world and preach the good news to all of creation. Philippians, value others above yourself. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone for the reason of the hope that you have. Peter, each of you should live whatever, with whatever gift you have to serve others. And so how can we pursue the one even in 2020? We've got to keep the main thing, the main thing. And remember, we are called. We are called. And if you're watching this right now and you are still breathing, do you know, you need to remind yourself, I am called. I am called to live a cause greater than oneself. For that is who I am. That is what God has put in me. And it's, it's our time, church. Now more than ever, it's time for the church to rise up and say, we need one another and we need the ones. We need you desperately. Now, come on, in this current climate, we need each other. At the beginning of that, and um, the beginning of Luke, it says, many dishonest tax collectors and notorious sinners often gathered around to listen to Jesus as he taught the people. And this raised concern with Jewish leaders. They often gathered around to listen, listen to Jesus. And I want to ask us, who is gathering around you? Do they look like you? Do they think like you? Do they speak like you? And I heard this week, there is no such thing as a church that doesn't gather. And so how are we going to reach the one in 2020? Second point is this. Ask yourself, who is gathered around me? Here in church community, we are here for the benefit of the wider world. Not to stay in the comfort of our 99 where we dress the same and we look the same. No, we are here to go after the one. And as we go after and as we gather people that don't think like us and don't dress like us and don't do all the things we do, guess what? We get better. As we bless others, we are blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. Jesus said in John 13, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So who are you loving this week? Do you go on your phone maybe to your same favorite contacts to call week in, week out? How about this week? Saying, I'm going to call someone who actually I haven't called for a while just to check in on and say, how are you doing? I'm going to do that. And um, maybe I encourage people in the week when I film this for prisons, if you're in their prison cell, to actually go out, why are you there? Who can you reach out to while you are there? Maybe you're a family joining today and you've got family meal times and family days out. Is there a single person who you could actually extend the invite to and say, come on, come in, be involved? Maybe you watch this service online right now, you're watching and you think, oh, I've seen that same name pop up week in, week out, joining the service, but I don't know who they are, who they are, sorry. Why don't you direct message them and say, good to meet you. I want to introduce myself. It's great to see you in church. I don't think we've met. Tell me a bit about yourself. Let me pray for you. Or how about people grieving? We are in a world right now of grieving people. We know that. And grieving people or even people that have lost jobs, they are not always the most comfortable people to be around. I admit it, if I am going somewhere, we often think, oh, am I going to say the right thing? Am I going to do the right thing? Do you know what? Just, just don't let that get in your way. Don't be in our comfortable bubbles. Let's go out. Let's extend invites. Let's drop meals off. Let's call up people. 
Romans, it says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Get creative. Practice hospitality. How can you be hospitable in this time? Don't let this year be ruled out as the year that we stop looking beyond our own households, for there is still potential in this year. There is still, God is doing something right now. Get creative with hospitality. It's a mandate on our lives. So who are we inviting to gather around us? And finally, how can we pursue the one once again? I want to tell us we need to stop wondering. And maybe right now you're joining and you actually identify far more with that one who was wandered away and who had got lost than the 99 that were gathered. I want to talk to you for a moment because we all wonder. It says there, doesn't it, the one of the lambs wandered away and got lost. And then later on it wandered away, but I found it and I brought it home. Because I want to tell you, it only takes a wonder to get lost. It only takes a comfort in our 99 that we forget about the one or a, a maybe a, something little that gets in the way with your relationship with Jesus that takes your eyes off him. It only takes a wonder. But I just want to say to you, Stop beating yourself up and just come back into community because we are greater. Like that body, we need you. We need you. We can't do it without you. And you need us. We are designed for community. And of course, we've read it there. Our wondering it, it pains the, the heart of God. But he sees you. He comes down. He picks you up like the shepherd in that story. It says, with exuberant joy, he raised the sheep up. He placed it on his shoulders and he carried it back with cheerful delight. He delights in you being found. He delights in carrying you. That is the shepherd that we serve. In the book of Peter, it says he, he himself carried his sins on his body on that cross. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding. He carried us. Jesus has already paid the price for us. John, he calls his own sheep by name. Right now, Jesus knows your name. In your living room, in your bed, wherever you're at right now, Jesus knows your name. It says, I am the good shepherd. This is shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He laid down his life for us. And so I want to encourage you in these final moments that we need to be a community-focused church. It's who we are. It's where it, God will place blessing in our unity. We need to be those that are community-focused. Let's be those that when we get to the ripe old age of 99, who knows, that we look back and we think, gosh, I lived a life that was so focused on community. I'm proud of my life, the people gathered around, the generations that maybe I got to pour things into, the people I got to invest in and see them go further than I have ever gone. Let's be those people. And we can love because we know we first loved us. And so I just want to encourage us. Go and connect this week. Connect, connect, connect. And go and be the church right now. Extend invites. Don't rule this year out. God has got something special still. We need to practice hospitality and I'm going to close right now by doing something that truly is the greatest privilege that we can ever do. I know we do it every week, but it's because it is what we're about. We are about saying, if you are wondering, we want to invite an invite for you to come back home. And so right now I'm going to ask you if you have never maybe prayed a prayer to say you want Jesus to be Lord of your life, or maybe in this season you've kind of listened today and you thought, I've wondered. I've wondered. I heard um, Pastor Brian Houston say recently, if you are not going forward spiritually, you're going backwards. And so maybe today you're saying, I need to come back. I need to run back. I need to be um, Christ-centered. I need to be community-focused. I need to do those things today. 
just this week I pulled up here actually in, in the C3 Centre car park and um, it was on, I was due to uh, deliver this message to film for the prisons that it gets streamed into and as I was getting out of the car I'd put my wedding rings, I spend a lot of time actually in car parks don't I, there you go, all my best bits and my worst bits but I was in the car park, my rings were on my knee and I got out of the car and my rings went everywhere, they went all under the car, I literally couldn't find them because there were cars parked next to each other and I got down on my hands and knees in this cream dress and I was like, oh no, it's going to look so grubby, but I didn't care because these rings, these rings are precious to me. They symbolize a marriage, they symbolize um, one of them having my, my son and stuff. And so I got down on my hands and knees and I was getting grubby and as I was there, I really felt God just say to me, you know, this is what I've done for humanity and far beyond like that is he didn't care about getting grubby I'm not saying that it was anywhere near the price Jesus paid but what I am saying he didn't care he came down like that good shepherd he came down he went in the wilderness and he he calls us and he says I know your name come on I've got you I've paid the price and so right now I'm going to pray a prayer and if you have prayed this for the first time or by way of coming back there's going to be a comment that will come up I just love you to like that comment because we want to celebrate that decision but we also want someone to connect with you this week and let you know we are championing you, we are cheering you on and see how we can best support you. So let's pray. Repeat after me in wherever you are. If you're at home as a family, do it. If you're by yourself right now, just speak these words after me. Dear Jesus, today I ask you to take control of my life. Lord, I ask you to come in and have your way. Today I choose to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Thank you that you accept me just as I am. Lord, right now I give you my past, my present and my future. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen, that truly is the greatest decision you will ever make. And right now we're going to sing a song. And this week I was actually listening to this song. And um, it talks about mountains still being moved. And I felt God spoke to me again in that moment. And he said, you know, this season, a lot of people have maybe not had answers prayers and not, and it was a reminder of actually, come on. Oh God, this life is just a blink of an eye, but let's make it count. In comparison to what is coming, this life is so sure. But you know, this is our time church to rise up, to go and grab the ones, bring them home. And let's declare right now as we sing, that's who we're gonna be. We are gonna do it together. We can maybe not do it as quick as a we, but we can always go further together. So don't do anything in isolation right now. Come on, let's declare we. Mountains are still being moved. There is a God in heaven who I still wanna be my part, play my part in the cause of him. So come on, let's sing church. Thank you for listening to this podcast we pray it's been a blessing to you why not share it with your friends and family through social media if you're not on the regular podcast list then why don't you subscribe thank you especially to those that give if you want to give to this ministry you can go to our website thec3.uk giving and get involved god bless you